This is Agents Influence Podcast. In the personal lines quote sent stage, the automation is responsible for 80% of the conversions from that stage, 80%. We've replaced humans essentially in quote sent now via automation. And I have thousands of data points to prove this. And it's not, not someone just made this up and we feel like this is the truth. No, I can literally show you contact per contact how they left the PL quote sent stage. 80% is automated, bro. 53% is via text message. I'm Jason Cass, and we're going to help you think differently. Change your agency. Change your finances. Change your family. And in the end, we're going to change an industry. Let's go. All right, all right, all right, loyal listeners. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with me, Jason Cass. And today I have Mr. Austin Moorhead here from Lava Automation. Um, and you guys know him. He, he's been friends of mine. We met years ago. If you want to go back to our other podcast, we're not going to retry to hash that, but we've known each other for now five, six years. He's been a partner at AI. He's blue. He created our AZ that now everybody wants to know about because he went in and did all of his magic and stuff. And we just take what he taught us and continue to do it. Um, that is who Mr. Austin Moorhead is. And really, truthfully, there is a lot and no matter what, um, category of let's say vendor or partner we have as independent insurance agents it could be like you know like ams's or it could be phone systems or whatever you can pull up any category and there's probably 5 10 15 20 people that you can choose from but when it comes to setting up automations and understanding the automations that an agent needs and the touch points that are make them successful there's like literally, there's probably more. I get it yeah. if you're listening to this, but there's two in my opinion. Yeah. And those, and, and today we have one of them, Mr. Austin Moorhead. So I don't think people know that dude, but they need to know, they need to bow down and recognize every once in a while. And I don't mean bow down like the Japanese, yeah. but you know. Well, yeah, I think in the country they're like legit until maybe recently, there's like two or three people that kind of do what we do. Yeah, there's not I a lot. I think in the last like maybe month or so, I've heard of like four, maybe five, like people kind of starting in the space. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, I, I would love to welcome more people to do what we do. I think that there is such a burden in the PNC, maybe even life and health, but definitely the PNC vertical of unserved uh, customers that don't know how to organize their CRM mm -hmm. in an effective way, and they just kind of like struggle with it. It's, anyways, there's a there's well, a and, big and also gap. they say that less than twenty percent of agencies have a CRM, so you can only imagine the growth model there that comes in for people like yourself. Yeah, I think at least weekly, if not uh, a couple times a week, we meet an agency that's still on file cabinet. It's like when is this going to dry up? You know. Right. Like, I think last week we met like a $50 million agency. They called us and they're like, Hey, we need everything. It's like, how are you operating right. in that ecosystem? Yeah. Um, okay. You've heard the horror stories too. People come in, uh, the agency owner comes in one day and just literally drops bars. And I know an agency up in Chicago, the agency owner told them that they needed to get digital, needed to work on it, helped them create some stuff. You know, this 2010, 2011. So this is, you know, when this is just coming about. 
they didn't do it and they wouldn't do it. So one day they came in, he had a welder come in at night and put in little welding things on the front of the filing cabinets. And you dropped a rod through it and he put a freaking bolt on it and said, all right, now try to do work without it. You know, after like two or three hours, he took the bolt off. Right. But he said, they'll go right back on there and da 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 time. And that was the way that it made. And then he tells the story that it was the biggest bitch he's ever done in his life was going because he at the time was like 65. So he's almost 80 now. Um, but uh, that was a big yeah, deal. What do you do? You bring like in kids that. and you have them like scan, you know, the documents and back them up into digital. Some of these agencies, it's a six month process. Oh yeah, six month easily. And then and and some things I don't understand sometimes, Austin. And I know we're painting with a bod bush stroke here, agents and loyal listeners. But like I don't know, we're not a person that goes and gets documents. Like our theory is, is if if it can be housed, if it's housed inside the agent portal, we're not going to take our time to go get it. My staff just kind of knows, right? Like, I mean, and going and getting a document like a deck page, we always want the newest. So I, I don't know. Some of that thing, sometimes they, like when today, when I know agencies that are trying to go and they say, well, should we scan things in? I mean, I guess you got to keep it. But I mean, how far you need to scan it in? I don't know. Do your downloads and roll. Do d- data migrations on agency management systems. Most agents that don't have download on probably aren't using their management system accordingly. So if they move over to another management system and just turn the download on, they're going to have more data than they had before. Sure. Yeah, right. And sometimes that's the what's stopping them from moving. It's like, oh, we're going to lose all that. It's like, probably not. You're going to get an upgrade. Yeah. Probably don't need the data. Number two, you don't have the data that you need. And if you do, you probably have it in there in a wrong area anyways that can't be useful. So yeah. It's a stressful thing, but I want people to know I went from AMS 360 to QQ to Veruna back to QQ. And there is a very, very strong high probability that we will be going to AMS 360. Um, I think I, I took, heard that from Jeremy the other day. Yeah, I yeah, took Jeremy to fucking back. Sorry, beeping. Uh, I took Jeremy to Austin and sure enough, set him loose. And now he's freaking like, because he wants like three or four other things that can make that can really build out, and we can't get it with seamless QQ. integration. Yeah, you can't you can't get it with QQ. And so, yeah, so three sixty has just the cleanest integration with the CRM currently on the market. In fact, I think I might have heard a rumor, and it's it's true. And I, you know, as, as as unique as I am, is where maybe there's only a couple of me in the country. Uh, I don't know everything. Uh, and so the one thing that we haven't been good on it, but we're going to make an effort to this year is applied accounts. Okay. Like if you're on Epic, uh, and I, this is where I'm probably wrong. Someone's going to correct us, but it's my understanding that there's nothing that has a native 2A integration with Epic until like a week ago. Really? And so if you want, you know, our build, the $30 million agency blueprints on Epic, uh, you're not doing it without a ton of like custom, you know, wow. API programming to Salesforce. So you're saying like you can offer ago. that? Uh, not our CRM, but insured mine came out with a, I think they're the first man, like proper, proper. And I don't know why they're not screaming it at the rooftops. Cause if they're the first with this two way integration on freaking well, on Epic, it's a, it, it no surprise to me because they were allowed to come to the applied conference last year and they weren't allowed to up until last year. We're going to see, I think, uh, a mass move to insured money if you're on applied, just because it's it'll be like the the counterpart to 360 and AZ. Because mm-hmm. it's you know it's such a pleasant experience when the when the systems talk. So I always look. Okay, so this is the loyal listeners. You can take this what it is. You can too, Austin. So I always look and I notice that like you know Vertifor goes and buys QQ back in 2014 because they got their little thing and. 
then Applied goes and and then PL Raiders really going. So Applied's got to get a Raider, but they also need a small agency management system to counter QQ. So they go and they get uh, Easy Links. And then you kind of see now that they're playing in the space. And I know right now they've got to be licking their lips on this CRM thing, right? Because they see the success that AZ is having. And then I'm sitting around looking and going, wait a minute, InsuredMind wasn't allowed here ever. And then all of a sudden they're allowed here. And I kind of notice when people aren't allowed here and then all of a sudden they're allowed here. So I don't know. It seems like- Do we get credit if we make predictions? Yeah, we try not to. (laughs) And especially yeah. when uh, the CEO is not here to defend himself, but yeah. uh, you know, um, he's a partner. Insured mine is of agency intelligence. So, hey, good for them. The point is, and point is, applied needs a damn CRM bad. Yeah, yeah. Imagine what this means for applied users. You know, they've been sitting on the sidelines for the last two years as everybody else has had this system, and they can join the table now. Let's go! Like I'm pumped for applied users. This and just so everybody knows, Austin knows how to set up and knows how to use um, Insured Mine, just like he does Agency Zoom for our agency. He knows how to use Insured Mine. So if you are an applied user and you have heard about Insured Mine, you have no idea how to set it up. Austin's the guy that you call. That, that's simple. Yeah. So we're going to see some the rumor mill come out about this over the next six months. This is going to blow up if it's what I think it is. And someone's going to correct me like, Oh no, there's been a thing here for years <laughs> off. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, oh, crap. Could be, yeah. but I don't know. You know, I don't know. That's why, that's why people listen. They listen and they think Cass is half crazy, but they know 20% of the time Cass is right. And they're like, shit, I'm, I'm betting on that. I mean, I could be almost a hall of famer if I could just up it, you know, to 20, 30% of the time in baseball. Yeah. So, so Austin, dude, there's a lot of things that are going on out there when it comes to automations. And I mean, the things that we're learning, the way the communication tools that, that are being set up out there. Tell me exactly. I mean, let's talk about it this way. Everybody wants to have the, the onboarding, right? Can you set me up this onboarding thing? Or if somebody calls in, can you give me five or six touches that we reach out to them over the next 10 days or stuff like that. But automations, that's like, so I'm just being, I'm being silly here, but that's like, so 2018, right? Yeah. It's almost like the amount of evolution that we've gone through in the last five years. Is yeah. We, you know, but, but also setting up the service pipelines, right? Being able to actually track stuff, being like Amazon, right? That, and the fact is somebody gets asked for something, they can submit it online. It then sends them a text message says, Hey, it's been opened right? All the stuff that we've been wanting everything to do, they close out the tasks, it tells the client, all this stuff we've been wanting to do can be done now. And it's really, it's exciting when, when you're looking at that. Some of your thoughts there? Well, yeah, I, uh, not only can it be done and, and it's been changing rapidly, but I almost feel sometimes too, like we're stalling. Okay. Some of the, I feel like we, as a community race into automation in the last two years and everyone feels anecdotally like everyone's kind of got set up. I know that it's not true, but like in our small <laughs> Facebook bubble, you know, the 300 people that we constantly see, right. it feels like everyone in that community is set up. Uh-huh. And then now we're all stalled and we're waiting for these new things like Gaia and whatever to come out, this Quomation and to change up some of the stuff. But I, I, you know, we might be paused for a little bit. And, and even if we're not, I think maybe we should pause as individuals and go, you know what? I don't need to constantly be adding the newest piece of tech. Let's just get our systems and foundations set. 
and let everybody else go solve the new shiny object syndrome. And, and once they've gotten through that three, six, 12 month beta test, then we'll join, you know, the, the rat race. Correct. You know, unless we're like failing massively, it's like, I don't know if you constantly as an agency want to be innovating into new tech all day, every day, instead of just focusing on like quoting and selling, like what we're really supposed to be doing. But it's maximizing the tech. Right. So it used to be that's what they wanted out of AZ, right? They wanted these two or three things. It's like, yeah, you should always have a renewal thing, but they didn't and all this. It's now setting up all these pipelines that allows your a client, allows your team to track. Now I have people in my office that are young, but the oldest in my office, she's three years older than me. She's been in the business the same amount of time as me. Her and I have a different friction towards this, some of this technology, right? Because it's kind of like to us, it's like, well, the people really want that. And yes, the, our customers are demanding that. And I've never really known how to deliver that. But now when you deliver that type of technology, it's, it makes the camaraderie inside the agency better, right? It takes somebody who has an old mindset of been in the business 20, 22 years and saying, hey, whenever you get done with this task, you're going to drag this thing over to where it can kick off the automations for the next thing to happen. That's a different type of thing that seems like that adds more work to us. But really, if you talk to Sarah, she would tell you she has a lot more time on her hands. Not that she's sitting around doing nothing, but to be doing things that actually she knows she's giving a contribution to the agency where she couldn't before. Well, you know, we've proven it. Uh, so, you know, some of our legacy accounts from the early days are on these other systems that are integrated and, and the agencies are just so built out. They said, Hey, you know, we're not going to move to agency zoom. We don't see the overnight win in that process. And so the three to six month, you know, changeover in technology doesn't make sense. So we're going to stay put. And these, these other systems like keep and Salesforce and HubSpot, while they don't talk to, you know, the insurance verticals, they do have, you know, they're 20, 30 years old. And so they've got all these other native features that, you know, some of these newer serums don't, for example, like extremely complex custom reporting. And so one of the things that we're proving is how impactful the automation is. And I'll give an example in the personal lines quote sent stage, the automation is responsible for 80% of the conversions from that stage, 80%. Wow. We've replaced humans essentially in quote sent now via automation. And I have thousands of data points to prove this. And it's not not someone just made this up and we feel like this is the truth. No, I can literally show you contact per contact how they left the PL quote sent stage. 80% is automated, bro. 53% is via text message. Wow. 53%. Yeah. And less than 20% is from phone calls, manual effort. And so if we're not using automation, I think this is the, wow. like, you know. Interesting. Automated. No, those are great. That's great data yeah. points, dude. Great data points. Yeah. Uh, and so some of the other things that we can do with really, really fancy reports is, you know, you want to know where you're winning at in the campaigns. Uh-huh. So like, is it the very first text message that goes out? Is it the last text message that goes out? And you also want to know where you're failing at in the campaigns. And so when we started turning on these reports to tell us where we're converting at, one of the things that we learned really early on was that SMS three in the PL quote sent campaign was resulting in a negative outcome every single time. Whoa, what you're telling me every time that automated touch goes out, the customer complains. Well, so as soon as we got that data, we, we changed the word track there and we went from uh, moving them to loss to uh, like a neutral outcome, which I consider as X date, like we'll follow up in a year. And so having the type of data that tells you where you're succeeding and where you're failing 
you know, from a macro level gotcha. is really good when you're trying to like make changes in your campaigns long term. I like that. And so that's some of the benefits that we get from the other CRMs. Yeah, no, no, that's great. And what is that reporting? Is that your own reporting or how are you coming up with that? Uh, yeah, they're customized reports and keep. You have to kind of build the back end to be able to show that type of data. Uh, and then you get a bolt-on reporting tool like Report Mojo or something like that. Oh. Uh, and you can do this on a lot of these legacy stuff. And we're secretly, maybe not so secretly if I say this, working on a version of this for Agency Zoom. Because I think there's a need for custom reports where you know I as an agency owner versus you an agency owner have different processes. Makes sense. And I need to get the metrics out of my agency's database that doesn't, it's not part of the core reports that are built in. Like if it has this tag and that tag and it's in that pipeline, I want to know. Right. Kind of thing. No, that makes sense. Crazy's just not set up to get that level of custom and it never will be. Yeah. And it makes sense because we all do things differently as agents. And so in our, even our industry is different than everybody else's uh, in the way that payments and things go out. So yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, we've been working on this thing called Lava Reports now for about uh, eight months. And it's like very, very close to being launched, I think, hopefully. And it would be custom reports for AZ. Like anything that you want, we can tell you. Wow. Any, anything that you can dream of. So wow, super cool stuff. Are you ready to transform the way your business communicates? Look no further than Lightspeed Voice. The ultimate solution for insurance agencies seeking a seamless communication. I've used them for over eight years. I'm telling you what I'm reading is the truth. Picture this crystal clear calls, advanced features, unparalleled, flexible, tailored, just for you. That's Lightspeed Voice. Tired of drop calls and outdated systems? Lightspeed Voice has your back. Say goodbye to communication hiccups and hello to a new era of efficiency. I love that. Boost productivity with features like call recording, voice to email, and effortless call transfers. Work from the office, from home, or on the go. Lightspeed Voice keeps you connected wherever your business takes you. Don't worry about the transition. Our dedicated support and onboarding teams will guide you every step of the way. Make the switch to Lightspeed and join the ranks of satisfied insurance agency owners, like me, experiencing the power of seamless communication. Ready to elevate your agency? Visit lightspeedvoice.com or call 877.97-VOICE to schedule your free demo. Lightspeed Voice. We're more than just talk. Cast approved. So any cool things, any, what's some, some cool things maybe that you've seen agents doing? You do, you do so many damn agencies, maybe any kind of, uh, you know, I could sit here and go on and on about all the pipelines we have or the things that, is there any things out there that you say, Hey, agents probably just don't know this. Some of the stuff you were just telling us. God, you know, without, without looking at the agency, it's hard to tell, you know, I think I think I'm seeing most of it, you know, these days. It's at least in the core community that I think that we serve. I think the awareness about features is there. Whether or not maybe some agencies are just not in using them might be more common, but the awareness is certainly mm -hmm. there. Uh, so I'd say there's very little right now that people are unaware of. I mean, what's really cool that I love, you know, I like website forms that feed to your CRM. I like automating some of the renewal process. You know, can we get a survey out to everybody? that cross sells that's been huge yeah. in our so i think we all kind of understand these things just whether or not we set them up and, you know also tell them about the uh the form uh, that we learned from you as well and has, has been true uh the what is it the form the uh we send them at renewal time the to see if 
oh. continuate. What is it? That form? The life changes simple form. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that simple yeah. form. That thing will bring you some cash. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think people are kind of aware of like, you know, we should be doing this type of stuff, but maybe they just don't know how to implement or maybe. Well, Austin, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Explain, let's explain to them what that is. Sure. That, sure. that simple form. What is that simple form? Uh, so we want everybody on personal lines and commercial lines to go through a survey at Renewal. Uh, personal lines is a little bit different than commercial. So personal lines, you know, first off, we need to know if there's any updates to your household, marriage, you know, address, you know, any improvements, any updates to your college degrees, discounts, and like driving habits. And then once we get through all of the updates, you know, any life changes, do you have a teen driver, a new baby, you know, married, widow, divorce, et cetera. Once we get through all of that stuff, then it's let's unload the pivots and any you know, customer, you know, of yours is probably going to be upset if they're inundated with this type of stuff. And so when you mm -hmm. make anything that's got, you know, seven pivots in it as a creator, you know, as a content creator, you have to try and think about how seamless and smooth and easy and fast is it going to be for a customer to experience seven pivots. Mm -hmm. And so our goal was to make it simple, just yes, no type uh, questions that you can literally kind of get through the form in, in I think under three minutes. Very quickly. So it's basically the idea is we have this renewal survey that's going to do the check-ins and then it's going to pivot. And I think we're seeing, uh, you know, it depends on your book size, but you know, we have agencies getting a hundred K and cross sell opportunities a month on that survey. We don't have that much, but I could see how we could have a hundred K over the course of a year yeah. um, because personal lines is not a dominant thing for us. Yeah. You have um, but yes. account. Yeah. Yeah. In commercial, we haven't used it there yet, but we have used it on personal lines. And that's why I'm here to say loyal listeners, like it, it works. And it's not me saying that it's my CEO who that's his job is to point us at those. And it's crazy. We'll get back. Like we try our best to get life insurance and we get people who reply and are like, Hey, we need life insurance or Hey, I think we just 10 to 15% of the submissions say yes to life insurance. It's actually yeah. kind of bananas. It really, truly is that we just don't ask. Right. And then sometimes I think that's not fair. I think a lot of us do ask sometimes, but we're asking at the wrong time. Right. And I think sometimes those forms and being able to hit them at the time, it's like, well, it makes sense why they're talking to me now. They're just not trying to win a contest or just trying to call cold call people. It's time for me to renew. This is something I was thinking about. So there's a, there's a lot of, uh, you know, the forms um, private, you know, the, there's no pressure to respond yes or no. And so we kind of take that off. The only thing I don't like about the, you know, automating the form is the, the exact opposite of it. You know, you're not really having that personal check-in. And so you, I think there has to be that balance there, uh, you know, about how much we can touch, but you know, if you have 10,000 customers, you know, hypothetically at scale here, it's like, how much time can you check in? And so the, I don't know. But really here's what we that. found out. Cause I agree. I agree, Austin. But here's what we found out. We have no, we have no, we have no data other than the data of our own agency when I say this, loyal listeners. But by using this form and the things that Austin was saying, we kind of broke it down to say, all right, let's not be able to touch every one of them, but let's give them the opportunity to set an appointment to meet with us. So when we reach out to them yep. on renewal or whenever it can be, Here's our email that comes out, kicked out. I think we have two. Like if there's so much, get they get this one. If it's under this, they get that, whatever it is. But I know that in there, it has the opportunity for them to set the meeting appointment. So they will schedule a thing on Blake or J Jeremy or whoever's uh, calendar. What's amazing is, is how many people don't. 
and that's fine, right? But they've got the email, they've been told, and now they get another text message later that says, hey, we looked around, your insurance is fine, even though it went up 8% or 15%, whatever it was. And way maybe even more, right? <laughs> but it's the fact that they had the opportunity to meet with us. They chose not to. They then now know that, hey, they were obviously going to shop because they were talking with me. There's a whole new comfort level. So you may not be able to, to meet every one of them, but I guarantee you, if you send out your link to 100 people, I don't know the math on it, but I guarantee you're going to get probably 20 to 30 that are going to set the appointment. And when you really even say that and you put that sure. over the course of a month, that's, you know, one a day, two a day, something like that. That's not a whole lot. So. I think the beauty of it is the unspoken part, you know, it's like that you offered it. And so, you know, we're worried about retention and all this stuff. And maybe, you know, there's this calculation that you have to run if you're a remarketing company, mm -hmm. you know, because you're, you're going to staff a ton of VAs to go prep quotes all day long. And so now you've got this payroll, maybe you even have VAs, maybe you got Americans do it, God forbid. Mm -hmm. And so you got your Americans, your VAs doing all this, this remarketing and just to move them to a new account so we can save them money. Right. And so there literally is an equation here that you almost need to figure out because you're spending money to, to lose money. You're darn right. You are. Um, I think on the opposite end of the spectrum. So I think that's, that's the, you know, one side and the other side is, you know, let's just, let's just uh, not spend any effort in remarketing. Let's just, unless they say something, we're not touching it. Right. The kind of the captive model, mm -hmm. let's ignore them. Right. And so somewhere in there, there's a couple strategies. And, and I like, I like the idea of, of, Hey, complete the survey. And if you would like to schedule customer, then we'll do something. And, and it works. Jeremy right. does kind of put that on that. And yes, we have options, but we're not going to do it unless you fill this application out again. Correct. And dude, what well, blows our mind is, I mean, blows my mind actually, is that people actually set up an appointment to him. He, yeah. to him, he's a very thorough, detailed person. If someone did that to him, Jeremy would fill it out and meet with them. So to him, it's kind of like, I can't believe everybody didn't do this. And I'm an old school guy. I'm like, Jeremy, I can't believe anybody did buddy, but that's awesome. Right. Because at least yeah. they can't say, I mean, they could say, well, I haven't met with my agent in two or three years, but he reaches out to me every year just to give me an opportunity to, I mean, they, they, they know them. that, you know? I think that's just such a pleasant, it's pleasant experience. It is a pleasant experience. Uh, to give them that. And so that's what you're trying to really create in automation. It's just something that, that feels intimate and personal and, mm -hmm. and the customer, you know, is engaging with your organization. You know, that's really the design. And, and Austin, whenever you set it up correctly, all that is is the slide to a left or slide to the right inside of the pipeline. And you're either going yeah. one over, two over, or three over and dropping it and you're done with that client yeah, and all that automation kicks off and that survey and all this. I just, I'm just like, I don't know. And 80% of the stage to stage conversions are due to automation. We have the data. It, have the data, have the data, we have the data. Austin. Yeah. Uh, so where have all the spots you've been during this spring? You've been to a lot of different places out there. Kicked it off. Oh, you're talking about the conference season? Yeah, we where, just where did you go this the year? First yeah. version of it. We started off in New Orleans with you guys. What a blast. That was great. You and uh, I guess Eric kind of helped uh, yeah. Garcia put it together a bit. I, had, I think that was one of the more intimate, maybe the most intimate conference I went to this season where you're actually spending a lot of time hanging out with the core group. Mm -hmm. I think I, you had something where you forced everyone to sit at different tables on day one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then everybody had to go to lunch together that was at that table. 
genius. And if the big conferences could somehow find that element inside them, I think they would be at a different place. It would be. It's tough once you get too many people. But yeah, I didn't know that was your first one. Wow. I mean, your first of the series. But yeah, that was the first of the series. Wow. Yeah. Then we went to Phoenix for agency success conference. And then we went to, uh, I think, uh, Round Rock, Texas for Hawksoft user group. And then we went to Vegas for the big BIG conference was a small one. And then we were back in Austin, Texas for uh, NetView. Yeah, NetView, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I came home and did a local PIA one here in Oregon. And now we're on like a hiatus for, I think, one to two months. Right. Indie Tech. And then Indie Tech is in September. At the end of August, or end of August, August 30th and 31st for you, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> and then Indie Tech and then IOA and then Applied. Uh, and then of course there's like a million little regional ones in between. I just don't think we're going to do them. I'm, I was looking forward to, did you do applied last year, Austin? I didn't, this will be our first year going, but I'm looking forward to this two month break. <laughs> Austin, it's, 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 uh, um, well, compared to NetView. you know, okay. So NetView is there, right? NetView is, is at the beginning. I can kind of see it, uh, it's where applied was probably two or three years ago because they applied, didn't have the kind of conference they have now, like they used to. It was always been good, but um, I was I spoke with the executive director John just the other day on some of the things I think NetView can do, and I don't I don't think there's a whole lot they need to do, but the basis of it is is they need to turn it up a little bit. They need to like get a little more excited, and what I mean by that is when you come to freaking applied from the moment you get up when you walk out, you know, all dressed and let me start heading out to class or whatever. There's just, everything's upbeat. There's people around, they're helping you, they're doing stuff, you know. They got Coach K from the Kentucky Blue Devils coming on. They got freaking, you know, all these people were going to the Opry land tonight. I mean, it's just, uh, it's, and then like when you're just walking around in between classes and stuff, they got music playing. I mean, it's just an upbeat thing. And, and here's the one thing that no one will be able to match. And it's just the way that it is. I've, after going to two of these, I've, I got invited again this year. I'm going to go this year again in Vegas. It's when I say this, I say this like Apple has a cult like thing, right? They're like people like are Apple freaks. I'm a freak. It's how applied it is. <laughs> applied people are like they are applied people. Right, I swear. Okay, the, I, oh yeah. If, you, if you're on Epic, you like you take it to your grave. You love it dude, for some, you know. Dude, I don't get it actually. They you know? love it. I mean, love and it. they just and, and you know Taylor Rhodes, CEO. He's up on the stage. The opening session. There's 3,500 people in this freaking thing. It's ginormous. And me and Mitch Gibson are kind of sitting in the back, and we're looking up. And Taylor's like, you know, about 15 minutes in, he's like. Every time he says something, everybody's just like, yeah, you know, and he goes, he's like, and now I'm, I'm proud to announce our newest thing, applied payments. And dude, I swear to God, there was girls that were jumping up and getting in the aisle and like high fiving each other. I'm looking over at Mitch. I'm thinking, I said, like an Elvis concert in the fifties. These people want to go back to work just so that they can use applied payments. I mean, they are so, dude, it's just – and so you just have this different vibe. And, like, I have to say this. It, it was a lot of old school agencies that – The legacy you, agencies. The legacy yeah. issues. And you're going to get those that applied net, but there's also all the cool kids too. Um, and, oh. 
It's- so I think that was one of the cool things I thought about NetView was, you know, I live in the social media bubbles, you know, uh, LinkedIn and Facebook and the early days, that's kind of how we build our business, kind of mm-hmm. serving forums, you know, talking to everybody and just participating in the online forums. But, you know, you can get this echo chamber on Facebook and NetView was like, oh my gosh, who are these people? I don't know any of them, not a single one of them. And, you know, they're the biggest accounts I've ever met in my entire life, you know, 80 million, 100 million, $200 million in premium, you know, type agencies. Mm-hmm. And they're all hanging out, you know, at these conferences. That's right. Uh, it's just a different perspective. No, it is a different perspective. I definitely, if I'm a vendor, I'm going to um, Applieds, I'm going to Vertifors, I'm going to Hawksoft. Hawksoft is not huge, yeah. but they have a culture thing. You get in with that culture yeah. and that's a good company and it's a good product. And they do a really good job of like organizing and curating uh, a good experience for the vendors mm-hmm. where they drive the traffic to the booths. And as a vendor, you, you know, you really kind of want that. You're putting up quite a bit of money to attend these things and you don't want to be like an afterthought. Right. Uh, I thought Hawksoft maybe this year did the best job at getting, you know, client engagement with the vendors. Yeah. They got this little mobile app thing that, and, and the customers play a little game. They just walk around and check in at the booth to get points. Simple stuff. And it's stupid, but as a vendor, we got to talk to everybody. It's simple stuff, simple stuff. And that's yeah. what they're always doing. I love the, those guys actually over there at Hawksoft. Austin, wrap it up, brother. We're going to, we're going to slam dunks this thing. Anything you want to say, anything you want to last thing? Well, I think uh, if you're not on a CRM, it's time to get on a CRM. And uh, if you're not at Indie Tech, uh, you know, what are we going to look forward to Indie Tech? It's going to be crazy this year. Yeah. Bunch of people teaching stuff. So I think, you know, just kind of stay engaged with, you know, the community, stay on top of stuff, but don't stay so engaged. You're not working. Right. We see that, you know, get to work. The shiny object syndrome can, can can take a break. Amen. And it'll be there in six months and just let somebody else figure it out. And I think, you know, if you're trying to grow your agency, let's work on that and not the tech. (laughs) You're right about that, Austin. Well said there. That is the truth. That is the truth. At the end of the day, the tech will take care of its place. There is a lot of upfront work, but you shouldn't have to constantly be reinventing as well as he was saying earlier. So that was a very, very good point. Very good point. Austin, proud to have you as a partner of uh, Agency Intelligence. You've done a lot for people in the mastermind um, as the champions. Always led, appreciate what you've done for our agency. I really, really mean this when I say this to you, loyal listeners. Like if you're needing it, you're probably sitting there right now paying for agency Zoom and not utilizing it properly. It's because you probably only pay like $1,500 or $2,500 a year for it. And you're like, ah, it's not really killing me. Well, what you need to do is you need to reach out to Austin and you need to say, hey, what's the thing? Here's here's the thing. I'm, this isn't a commercial, but it is because I want you to understand this, agents. It's important to get this. You don't have to sit down and, and, and invent it. He already has it invented. He's just going to give you everything he has, and then he's going to sit down with you and say, okay, here's what you now have. What do you not want? And then you're just going to go through and you're going to eliminate the things that you think aren't good for your agency. And then he's going to say, okay, ta-da. And then, you know, a couple more meetings, a couple more content, which the content he's already created. So, I mean, this is not- Oh, yeah. We'll save you years in trial and error. Years. So, this is not tough. You don't have to think like, oh, me and my staff got to get together. No, you don't. He's already done it. Okay. It's already working in our agency and in Mark Rogers' agency and Daniel Song's agency and all these. Yeah, animals. we're over a quarter billion in in yeah. managed premium set up. Yeah. We speak. So it. so it's not your time, meaning you don't have to spend your time to figure all this stuff out. He already knows what you need. 
Okay. Thank you very much, Austin. Do appreciate it. And to all you loyal listeners, you know I do what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas, and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Moorhead. We're out. Are you looking for an insurance community to join? Have you heard of the LAAIA? The Latin American Association for Insurance Agents is just not for Latins. Their focus on diversity and inclusion over the last few years has made this 54-year-old association one of the fastest growing and the most dynamic associations in the industry. With established chapters in Florida, Houston, Dallas, Atlanta, and Denver, it's no surprise this association has the attention of everyone in this industry. Their upcoming national convention on beautiful Marco Island includes keynote speaker Trisha Griffith, the CEO of Progressive. National leaders from around the country like Marshberry, Vertifor, Lula, and more will be here on center stage as well. And whether you're an independent agent, a captive agent, life or health agency, or even a financial services professional, this association offers you everything you need to network and grow your business. Make sure you check them out and consider joining me, Jason Cass, at the next upcoming convention. It's going to be August 21st, the 24th, at the JW Marriott on stunning Marco Island. This has been Cass Approved.